Hey everybody, Matt Knotts from the Anomaly Presents podcast, inviting you to join us for the Anomaly Film Festival. It's our fourth edition, November 3rd through the 6th, at the historic Little Theater in Rochester, New York. We've got so much great stuff for you. Tons of films you've never seen before. One you may have seen before, but never quite like this. That's Friday the 13th, 3 in 3D, amongst many other great surprises. It's the Anomaly Film Fest, anomalyfilmfest.com, November 3rd through 6th. We'll see you there. Hello there. I'm an important British actor. You're listening to the Beer Review Journal on the Lunchador Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Knotts and McKenneth Blue. Enjoy! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Beer Review Journal, a beer podcast for the disturbing and biased. I'm your friendly neighborhood bartender, McKenneth Blue. Hey, and I'm Matt Knotts. Oh, Matt Knotts, what are you doing tonight? It's, uh, I'm, as always, I'm excited to be here, but the reason I'm excited to be here is that tonight we've got the showcase of the imbibers we're, we're heading into the most wonderful weekend of the year it's it's wrestlemania weekend uh and we have some guests now i'm going to introduce them in this way ah you son of a bitch <laughs> son of a bitch housing <laughs> well that wasn't gonna work we'll call it in the ring because that's what we do <laughs> joining us from the interstate wrestling podcast it's our good brothers. It's James and Josh. Welcome to the show. Enter and sign in, please. Hey, it's it's Josh Mordecai. Thank you for having us. Very excited to record this with you tonight. WrestleMania weekend, that very special time of year for us all. What you gonna do, brothers? <laughs> James, thanks for having us. This is uh, super awesome to be here. Uh, we have a little bit of a saying <laughs> on our show that we uh, nerd out on wrestling, so we are going to baptize you to the nerdist way. <laughs> Well, now listen here, fellas. It's it's a Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It's a cage match tag team free for all, no holds barred, and you're gonna wish that you'd never been born. When I'm through with you, you're gonna be crying for your mama, and she's not gonna be anywhere. They're going to have to call her over the PA in the Sears. And you're going <laughs> to... I think this is why I started scripting the promos. <laughs> I don't want to preview or, or, or jump prematurely ahead, but aren't you the least of the wrestling fans here, please? I am, and, and the reason... <laughs> that was about to get real dark. So... <laughs> So uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Welcome to the show, gents. Uh, James, it's been a it's been a dog's age. Um, lovely to see you again, Josh. Nice to meet you. You too. I was going to try to pull up the the first time I was mentioned on the show because there was a less than flattering impression of my voice that happened. But you know, what bygones are bygones, and I couldn't find it, so everything's. Good. I find this hard <laughs> to believe. All right. Oh, while we're, we're airing oh. the grievances and, you know, tagging up here, uh, Blue, you said some awfully disparaging things about English food that I plan to resolve in the ring tonight. 
I'll bring it on, brother. <laughs> I don't, I don't, they come into our house. <laughs> they take the beers out of the fridge. Disrespect the carpet. And here we are. I can't believe I did a weird impression of you. No, no, I was not drunk. you. Oh. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> Was it anywhere yeah. close? I don't remember what it was. I don't think so. But <laughs> <laughs> I think the listeners go back and find out how badly I was insulted. Let's see. <laughs> I thought the actuality of a battle royale was just a gimmick for the episode. I didn't realize we were actually going to throw it out. This is awesome. I've got you, Josh. I'm on your side, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> this makes me so happy that I'm the baby face out of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's your territory. You have to. <laughs> I, I'm uh. the Genetti in this tag team, apparently. <laughs> See, what happened there, McKenneth? Because McKenneth is the, the wrestling agnostic. There were two guys. It was the Rockers. It was Shawn Michaels, who you probably remember. Sure. He was a se- yeah. sexy boy. Anybody going to do the falsetto <laughs> for me? I'll try it again. No. He was a sexy boy. Sexy, sexy boy. <laughs> Thank you. And Marty Janet was his tag team partner. And they broke up by by Sean kicking Marty through a, a glass window. Marty cowardly tried to dive through the window to save himself. Let's not rewrite history uh, that's, here. That's a fair point. <laughs> miss your brain. Miss you every day. Right. Um, oh, McKenna. So <laughs> I, I feel like I just fell 16 feet off the top of the Helena cell through an announcer's table. <laughs> This is a beer show. Let's let's crack a beer, boys. <laughs> Should we do it? Hell yeah. I am so annoyed that that didn't work. Do any of these work? Son of bitch. Okay. All right, man. As is your want and your charge, do you want to tell the people uh, what we're drinking first tonight? Sure. Let me read the can copy on this one. Um, it's a classic. It's cold as the Rockies. <laughs> Um, Coors Light. When the mountains turn blue, it's cold as the Rockies. Rocky That's all I got. High. Oh, sorry, I missed three. Lagered, filtered, packaged, which I feel like is the the default thing that you do to get beer to someone. <laughs> Just the really bare not. minimum. That yes, <laughs> they're they're not going any further. <laughs> Which I think might coincidentally be my initial review. The bare minimum. <laughs> but it's only appropriate to, to celebrate love of wrestling among at least three of us with the beer that, that Stone Cold Steve Austin loved so much that this he poured true. half of it around his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the, the aim of the guy, the timekeeper, throwing the can over the ring, though, is an incredible feat. It's wow. one of one of sports top athletes that would rocket these cans across the arena of Steve Austin. Really did, and he was on the money like ninety percent of the time. I'm just gonna interject here. This was a bad bad call on my on my part. Kind of just going on a full face journey over there. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I hadn't thought about it in years, and I forget what podcast I was listening to, but I'm sure it was a podcast. They they talked about those uh, Budweiser commercials. I think it was with the bitter beer face. 
Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is the face that I'm making. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, let's take a moment and kind of break this down, shall we? Because I feel like we should. We're, we're a, a podcast for the discerning imbibist, or so I'm told. Yeah, sure. Uh, now, when I take that first sip, I get a lot of aluminum, I think, is a fair, <laughs> fair indication. It's wet. I can yeah. say that for it. It's definitely a liquid. No- notes of water. Yes. <laughs> I get a lovely... You know, mouthfeel, I get a complex. I, I'm sorry, I don't. I get absolutely nothing from this beer. I get nothing. <laughs> I can honestly say, I think this may be my first Coors Light. I have really? studiously avoided it for going on 42 years. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> can I tell my, my favorite Coors Light story being that I've never drank it? Josh and I were at a, a concert a few years back. It was in, in Buffalo. And the headlining band was about to go on. It was the tid the season show it's every time i die's christmas show and if you know anything about buffalo and if you would know anything about the band every time i die folks tend to imbibe quite a bit of of alcohol over the course of the entire day so when it was time for etid to get up on stage everybody was going for their last drinks so i'm standing next to maybe the gothest girl i've ever seen um <laughs> like lydia deets from beetlejuice times 12 goth like so i'm standing there and she gets up to the bartender and she looks at him and goes hey can i get two blue lights because you know when in buffalo do as the buffalonians do and bartender looks at her and goes fresh out oh okay can i get just a blue then fresh out well what what do you have well i've got blue light lime and i've got coors light and the girl just shoots him this look like oh god (laughs) two blue light limes please (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the absolute dregs of the cooler and i will always think of that moment when i see a coors light is that <laughs> when when buffalonians have drunk absolutely everything else in a building kicked every keg emptied every bottle given the choice between coors light and blue light lime of which they were both in abundance of blue light lime yeah uh having drank about <laughs> half of this thing already don't blame her uh, this has given me strong uh, flashbacks to college. Like I wasn't drinking Coors Light; it was it was Keystone and Miller. <clears throat> Wowzers, Bowsers! This is not very good. Uh, I, I did notice the uh, the five ninety nine sticker on my can. <laughs> I had one too. Yeah, um, they really wanted to make sure we knew how much to pay for that shit. Yeah, they bolted them to sell it in pint cans. Look at what James has. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, I was, I was going to say I, I stood there and I had you, you go into a liquor store and it's life choices, right? It's 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 life decisions buying beer, right? They're, they're important, careful, thoughtful choices you should be making. And I I stood in front of the domestic fridge and there was there was a wee can of course, and then there was kind of a sixteen ounce can of course. I decided to buy the twenty four ounce. <laughs> Why did I do that? What life decision was I thinking when I purchased this? Uh, and this was a dollar ninety nine for twenty four ounces of Coors Light. Still right worth there. every penny. Bargain at twice the price. Yeah, <laughs> we paid six ninety nine for an entire six pack. By the way, that same can was two sixty nine here. Wow. Which which is why the three of us did not get twenty four ounce cans of Coors yeah. Light. I thought about it for a hot second, and then I didn't because no, I you love wanted you guys. us to have thirty two ounces instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I, this I, one hydrates I, you as you drink it. It's great. 
I buy for value. So the the only review of a beer like Coors Light I can ever think about is that uh, I don't remember who told me, but this beer is like sex in a canoe. It's fucking near water. Yeah, <laughs> that's very much what my Coors Light experience is. Oh. Yeah, that nails it. It's um, this is a beer I have had. Mm-hmm. I can see why why people would drink case of them at a time. That is not going to be me. I do have to wonder what kind of journey Steve Austin went on that this was sort of his beer of choice, so to speak, as you were rightly pointed out, you know, 75% of it ended up on his face and not his throat. Well, um, yeah, it's, it's, what, what's cheapest? <laughs> I think that was actually it. It was whatever the cheapest light beer they had in the arena is what they threw at him. Is what they threw at him. But he, he goes on a journey there then, doesn't he, to sort of getting into Sierra Nevada um, torpedo, right? Which yeah. is a markedly different beer than this. So, in the uh, in the spirit of full disclosure, we had a choice tonight. It could have been torpedo. I insisted because <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done a macro in a while, and you know what? <laughs> like the macro episode did pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> this has got a, a a a nice light, it's almost citrusy, uh, like lemony thing going on. My piss is more citrusy than this, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's like somebody dropped a lemon candy in a cup of fizzy water. <laughs> It definitely takes you away to a different place, doesn't it? Because you think, if I can down this as quickly as possible, I can get to something else as quickly as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I see why Steve Austin drank it the way he did. <laughs> yeah. and what I noticed, because this is the other thing that happened. I did buy a six-pack for, for Josh and, and McKenneth and I. Um, I I told them before the show, but I put them in the refrigerator and then I went back in the fridge to grab something else at dinner time and it just yeeted itself off the top (laughs) shelf, hit the floor and cracked. The top of the can cracked and it's just spraying everywhere (laughs) in my kitchen. Oh God. Basically, yes. (laughs) It's broken Um, in half. (laughs) Which one of you lucky bastards is only drinking 16 ounces then? You're the only one with that big boy, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently you've got a six pack and split to each, right? Is what is I, I'm not yeah. good at math. I failed math several times for the you know for the record. It's because you put a well, fucking S on the end of it. <laughs> God damn it! Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> That's gonna happen a lot tonight. I feel like. <laughs> Three outfielders going for the same fly ball. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like a, a Doppler effect of shitty jokes for people <laughs> as we each get it slightly apart. Did you listen to that podcast? Yeah, it was weird. It was on a delay somehow. Um, yeah, so it, it sprayed everywhere and the dog tried to drink it. We were yelling at the dog and then like I put it in the, the sink and it just sprayed everywhere and I realized that was better spent than the one I'm drinking right now. When I you dropped it off and when I picked it up it was kind of warm and I didn't yes. know if that's because it was like in your car for a little bit or if it's the type of beer where it's just like consistently room temperature. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you this, the the mountains were only blue for a split second. Okay. 
this is the kind of beer that that a certain kind of guy keeps in the bottom shelf of his toolbox and just drinks warm. Oh. When he's fixing his uh, his daughter's boyfriend's car engine. Exactly. <laughs> that was blue light. Fair enough. But this is that same beer. The, yeah. I could see that guy drinking this exact same beer. Hot. Out of the bottom shelf of a, a bootleg snap-on toolbox. <laughs> nothing worse than hot macro beer. There was a guy who lived down the street from us, and one day I came out and uh, I heard Eruption by Van Halen blaring from the garage. <laughs> Already I get a little bit awesome. closer. Yeah. Get a little bit closer, and I see that he's working on his Camaro. And I gave him closer, and he's in uh, like Daisy Dukes with a mullet. <laughs> was it a pigeon Camaro? Oh, of course it was. <laughs> what other kind is there? Right. <clears throat> so yeah, that's that's where my mind goes with uh, that concept. That rules. Yeah. I wish I was that guy. <laughs> that guy knows who he is. This is very so- true. This is also great because there was a was it a Bon Jovi or a David Lee Roth reference. Two minutes that's, into the episode that Matt was on of uh, our podcast. so That's right. Thank you for paying around. it back. <laughs> it's, it's VH. It's strong. Everybody loves VH, right? Yeah, I, I, honestly, I can take them or leave them. I mostly leave them. <clears throat> Although I did, yeah. I, I did really like his appearance on, on Good Morning America with the, uh, the, uh, the, the bluegrass band. And, what? and his, little, his little dad shirt and khakis. <laughs> Were they playing Bon Jovi? Oh, Bon Oh, fuck. No, no, uh, no, Van Halen. Van yeah. Halen. Yeah, Van Halen. It was, Van uh, Halen plays Bon Jovi bluegrass. <laughs> <laughs> now that. I, apparently I tuned out for the wrong half a second. <laughs> no, I got it. I got it wrong. <laughs> Coming to a phone booth near you. And all of a sudden my cause light has got acid in it because this is trippy. <laughs> <laughs> do you know Hasey Dixie? No. They're, uh, oh, that wait, shocks actually, me. I think I do. They, uh, yeah. Yeah. The Bluegrass ACDC cover band. They're amazing. They're yeah. so yeah. good. Their, their version of Thunderstruck is pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah. I Almost mean, any it. version of Thunderstruck is pretty rad. I've always been to do weird versions. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I feel like out of the four of us, McKenna, you might be the biggest fan of Akadaka. That that's a strong possibility. <laughs> I, I own everything except the most recent album. Yeah, I think I had two CDs of theirs when I was starting to dabble in heavier music. Back in black and live. Oh, three. <laughs> back in black highway to hell in life no dirty, dirty, dirty under deeds cheap. oh okay oh. that's a yeah. good one i like that yeah. one um they played a phenomenally rip-roaring show in toronto around gosh 2003 2004 and actually contextually to these crazy times of the last year it was sort of that whole sars outbreak in toronto and it was um uh like a yeah, day-long they, festival. 
Yeah, Sarstock. My my dad and my brother actually went to that. <laughs> uh, as did I. Um, oh, nice. And it was a $10 ticket, and it was like ACDC, the Stones headlined it, and for, for what it's worth, uh, ACDC by a country mile were the best band of the night. They absolutely blew the place apart. It was phenomenal to see yeah. No, my, my dad is the world's biggest Rolling Stones fan, and he, even he admitted that, that ACDC <laughs> kicked their ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe that, because I heard that night ACDC was the one with the most living members of the band on stage. <laughs> so... Um, do appreciate a band that will wheel out actual cannons and just fire them at the audience, you know. Yeah. There's something majestic about that, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I, I actually I did end up seeing them uh in Toronto, uh oddly enough. Um it was one of those things uh, so we were stuck on the highway uh in Toronto traffic. That sounds um, like the intro to an ACDC song. <laughs> I was stuck in the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we were right alongside uh, the uh, the Sky Dome Rogers Center, uh, which is where they were playing. And they had already started playing, and, and basically, I rolled the windows down because then we could hear the show <laughs> from the highway outside of Rogers Center. Um, and like we didn't get in until like after Thunderstruck, so I was pretty pissed off. Um, but it was also okay because uh, as I was, you know, being directed toward my seat, I just kept getting closer and closer and closer, <laughs> and like eventually, I was like, "Oh shit, I'm like ten rows back. This is gonna be fucking awesome," and it was. With a shout out to the Skydome as well as we hijack your show uh, with some wrestling <laughs> trivia, uh, site of one of the uh, one of the greatest classic WrestleManias, uh, the Skydome in Toronto, WrestleMania Six, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, the uh, superpowers, the Titans collide. I forget what the tagline for that was. Josh, do you remember? I yeah I don't remember but you can find somebody just posted the intro that Vince does for that and it is wild he's talking about like when we look through the constellations throughout time we see these great figures <laughs> and that just ends up being about Hogan and Warrior right that's the that's the one where Warrior has that promo about kicking down the cockpit doors and taking the plane down and he keeps calling him Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. K O G A N. I kicked down the cockpit doors, Hulk Hogan. The best. <laughs> Total shithead. Great promo. <laughs> also, it, soon to be RIP the Sky Dome, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <gasps> I, 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 yeah. Did, I did stay in the hotel in the Sky Dome once, I believe. Yeah, I couldn't see the field, though. Mm. Uh, <laughs> would have been an interesting bone session, because I was with my dad, my brother, and my sister. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's a family affair, right? <laughs> well, although that... I, uh, I'm trying to remember. I think that... 
I think that was the U2 show where the strange woman came up and started like dancing up on me uh, out of nowhere. Um, so was that woman yeah. called Bono by any chance? <laughs> no, She's no, I probably would have been less uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> It was another woman that's been playing the same riff since 1978. It was The Edge. <laughs> no, Stole no, this, Brian, this was a, a small Asian woman. Um, Bono, Bono was busy singing Ultraviolet, Light My Way. Oh, that chestnut. Yeah. So I found that, uh, I think I found that audio. Let's see if we can get it to go. Upon the examination of the galaxies of space, images begin to appear. Images of strange and powerful forces. But of all the forces in the universe, the two most powerful, Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior, prepare to explode. Champion versus champion. Title for title. It's the Ultimate Challenge. It's WrestleMania. I mean, that's as nostalgic as drinking a cause light, isn't it? <laughs> Fuck this. Let's go watch that. Yeah. yeah right? I, I love the 80s synth. Oh, uh, that song. Makes, makes me want to go to, to Epcot Center. <laughs> <laughs> that was quintessential 80s WWE music. Yeah. Like, yeah. the only thing it was missing was the, the terrible PPV porn sax. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was copyright. the closing song. That might have been. For copyright acknowledgement, that was indeed McGenneth Blue's Vince McMahon impression right there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's it's very it's it's my best one. Um, it's a very hard impression to do, you know, copying all those uh, those synths in the background as well. It's a lot of work, but you know, it, it really pays off. Because um, uh, I, I mean, if there's one thing I know about the the WWE and Vince McMahon, not litigious at all. No, <laughs> but we're doing this out of a place of love, so I'm sure he'll be fine. We're, we're no, trying to bring eyes to the product, which is the thing that use. you should. Yeah, we're commenting. Yeah. It's transformative. It's fine. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Homage. There it is. Yes, I liked him. He, he was one of those uh, tag teams down from Montreal, right? He was in that thing with the Rougeos. Homage. This is him and Yoko Zuna. Homage hey. and Dino Bravo. <laughs> it's, an, it's another row, another wrestler whose name I know. I was gonna say I'm starting to get a very specific window into what your your wrestling knowledge is. WrestleMania it's about a nine. Six year spread. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the pre-show, it's basically uh, the Attitude Era was okay. right when I was in middle school, and it was all anyone with a penis in my school was watching. Yeah. So if I wanted to have a conversation with a person who also had a penis, I had to watch wrestling. Yeah. Hmm. Checks out. Yeah. Yeah. I was a freshman in college and that story rings true completely. That's it. It was that or ECW and that was much worse. Yeah. And I mean, it was either that or talk to them about like, you know, the soaps I watched uh, after school. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know, for, for my money, wrestling is essentially soap opera for for dudes. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. All, all the, the little storylines and, and backstabbing and, and cloning that happens. <laughs> cloning? 
Yeah, that, uh, that one. I'm sure well, there was a clone storyline you know, at some point. Come there's on. There's two. There's a, like a million doinks. There's Skip and Zip of the Body Donners are basically clones of each other. I guess. We we also had the you know the the duplicate Undertakers and duplicate Canes. This is true. Ooh, yeah. Wasn't the duplicate yeah. Diesels and fake Diesel and fake Diesel? Am I making that up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and fake Razor, and, and the fake, fake Razor. Diesel was the real Kane. Yeah. Right. Right. Who is newly Hall of Fame inducted mayor of Knox County, Tennessee? Mm. Mayor Isaac Yankum, DDS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then there was that time that, that Reba drove off the bridge in front of Josh. And then, like, she was gone for a long time. But then uh, the scientist cloned her. And then the real Reba came back. And it was like, what are we going to do? See, that totally could have been a wrestling storyline. There is a promotion that, that killed someone when they got run over by a train. So yeah. That is legitimately a thing that happened. That's a, that's a legitimate storyline from Guiding Light in the uh, mid nineties. <laughs> it, it was after the they they cloned the sheep, so the yeah. clone Reba was uh, named Dolly. <laughs> Top rip from the headlines. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- them in uh, Law and Order. The, <laughs> just ripping those headlines. The, the train the train thing is what twenty ten twenty twelve impact. That was what? recenter. Yeah. <clears throat> it was just before Mickey James came back on her most recent run. Yeah. Yeah. So that uh, was the same time, around the same time, that they also hit a child with a car. Some some wild transportation based storylines at the time. They love killing people with vehicles. Moving weapons. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there's, uh, in the 90s, all of Ted Turner's TV stations were told not to use the word international for things like international affairs. And they had to use, or no, they couldn't use foreign for things like foreign Mm -hmm. affairs. They had to use international. And because it was, uh, they owned WCW, the WCW announcer started referring to things like chairs as international objects. Because they couldn't call them foreign objects. <laughs> so international objects became a thing for a little bit. <laughs> and then How it was just replaced. <laughs> yeah. Then they just replaced it all with plunder. 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 <laughs> I mean, McKenneth, if um, you're into kind of your, you know, your historical soaps, I mean, a good old wrestling wedding would scratch that itch, my friend. Ooh, yeah. They're spectacular <laughs> affairs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, was it... Uh, oh, who was it? God damn it. Was it Randy Savage and Miss... Uh, Miss Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yeah. Miss Elizabeth, yeah. Match made in heaven, match made in hell. Mm. <laughs> Was that I mean, easily too? like 10 times better than Luke and Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of them got attacked by a snake in a gift box. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I suppose it's better than being attacked by the person they were marrying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, you got to mark the time code on that one, Matt. Revisit it. <laughs> uh, th- these are all true things that happened. It's fine. That's, yeah. Simply mm-hmm. statement of facts, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. 
it would let's put it this way it's it would be not unheard of for a wrestling podcast to say anything about that whole situation like that um so yeah i'll cut it out <laughs> <laughs> there was a great uh spot bit leading to a uh, a big wrestlemania 8 match that josh and i were just dissecting quite a bit recently that was randy savage again and miss elizabeth um Randy facing uh, Ric Flair, Ric Flair the champion, and the whole build-up to that was sort of alleging that Ric Flair had had a relationship with uh, Miss Elizabeth before Randy Savage, and it was very sordid and very, you know, <laughs> very, very, very dirty. But what was great about this, sort of how, how the WWF at the time built this particular story was in their magazine, they had, like, weeks of spreads where Ric Flair had photoshopped himself into <laughs> Miss Elizabeth's photos. I mean, putting the timestamp on this, this would have been sort of, you know, the spring of 1992. And I'm not sure Photoshop really existed at that point <laughs> in time. So it was genius on the part of the WWF. And it was, uh, it was definitely very soapy because the build was, uh, was so, um, was so ridiculously carny. And then the reveal at the end of, oh, no, the pictures actually have Randy in them. And the slow fade from the <laughs> photoshopped one to the real picture as this big reveal. I kind of hope. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. I, I kind of hope actually what was going on is they weren't photoshopping the pictures. And somewhere in the 1992 universe where they sort of, you know, this crew with with Randy, Rick, and Elizabeth, and they're like, okay, everybody stand still, don't move, Rick, get out, run in, Randy, oh, snap, and just replacing live action shots uh, that there wasn't photoshopping because that that would be uh, that would be amazing. It was just an intern with a pair of scissors and some double sided <laughs> tape. <laughs> More than likely, yeah, that was kind of the budget at that point. They yeah. shot everything at a pool that was just Vince's pool at his house. <laughs> Anytime, I, I think that's the case, right? Anytime in the eighties, you saw any of the rich characters hang out at a pool at a house. It was just Vince's house. Yeah, and every so often they'd like go in the house, and the kids would be there for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so Vince McMahon's children were the children of every wrestler that had any kind of money. Yeah, for about ten years going. I think borrowing talent's houses is still a, a, a cost-saving measure because, you know, the WWE is an organization and it's, you know, four billions worth uh, are struggling financially. They still borrow talent's houses to shoot pool scenes. Uh, one of the most famous... Re- one of the most famous recent ones is uh, a guy by the name of Zack Ryder or Matt Cardona, as he actually goes by, and they fired him and said, oh, by the way, can we come and shoot something at your pool? <laughs> <laughs> They are just shameless, just <laughs> shameless, which is why I don't feel bad about playing their content in the middle of this podcast. Now, now, James, how are you doing with your hard times over there, Daddy? I am. Uh, I've huffed twenty four ounces of Coors Light. <laughs> Good Christ! <laughs> that e- extra eight ounces. <laughs> it's a half a pint that his liver now has to process. I, I feel terrible oh for him. Now I'd like a beer, please. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, should, we should probably hit the bar. What you say, fellas? I think it's a good idea. Hell yeah. All right, let's do that.
And we are back from the bar, and we've got a new beer or something else that Matt wants to do. No, I, I no, I think it, so. We went back, and there we we said that there were the the couple different options. So we did go with just. So what happened last year was that indie wrestlers were drinking Coors Light for you know ages, and then White Claw came out, um, and White Claw kind of became a big deal on the the independent wrestling scene. So I thought it might be fun to kind of talk about White Claw and get into maybe a a raspberry White Claw and have everybody kind of taste that. Oh, shit. Fuck on! It's Stone Cold! (laughs) That's right. Instead of that, we're going to do the Broken Skull IPA, Steve Austin's own. What a stunning development. If you're in a glass, you better watch your ass. Here we go. <laughs> uh, you didn't yeah, know where I'm... that was going to go, did you? No. Well, yeah, I did. I had that's... a can in front of me. That's, <laughs> that's what we call in the business a swerve. <laughs> To clarify, the uh, the Foley board smash of the glass at the beginning of that is actually the entire product of Coors Light just being thrown at the wall. <laughs> In case of bad beer emergency, break glass. <laughs> Throw aggressively to floor. So, should I read the can, of co- can copy while you guys take a swig of beer for the working man? Let's do it. All right. This is a badass 6.7% IPA designed by Steve Austin and El Segundo Brewing Company for the working man and woman. It features Citra, Cascade, and Chinook hops to deliver big flavor with an easy finish. Now stop reading and enjoy this awesome beer. Cheers. It ends differently than I would think Steve Austin would have written it, but I like that nonetheless. Yeah, I expect it to be called a candy ass. <laughs> that would have been The Rock. <coughs> that We'll save that for our Terramana episode. <laughs> when we do our Rock the Dwayne Johnson episode, we can do that. Well, he's a different Rocky than the Rockies that we just had. <laughs> and a different one from the Sliced alone, just so we're clarifying all of the Rockies involved. <laughs> So so what what does everybody think of the uh the uh, the broken skull here? I cracked it and the whiff was just brilliant after that cause like pile of shite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it actually smells like something. Right. <laughs> it doesn't smell like the inside of a glass. My my body let out a <clears throat> physical ah. <sighs> Yeah. Um, I I love this. I've had I've been fortunate enough to grab this a little bit, um, and it's a super delightful West Coast crisp IPA. Um, this is this is the sort of thing that you could sort of have you know two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon hanging out in the yard grilling up some you know some stuff for uh, for dinner. Um, I love that it's mid range ABV as well. It's it's so quaffable for a fancy word. Ooh. This is a wrestling show. What are you doing with Quaffle? I know. I've lost my identity. Who am I kidding? I'm going to go watch, you know, 1990s WWF after this. 
Yeah, no, it, it like you said, it's very west coasty. Uh, it's it's kind of dank. Um, it's got uh, some nice bittered hops on the on the back end there. Um, yeah, I, I would buy a four pack of this. I, I can see where the line goes from him drinking torpedo <clears throat> to to making this his thing. Because torpedo is just a heavier version of this, mm-hmm. I think, to a certain extent. Is this the midpoint between Coors and Torpedo? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I think we found it, guys. <coughs> so next time we buy a Torpedo and a Coors Light, and we mix them. <laughs> Cuvée. <Yeah. Cuvée-ing. laughs> That's probably the first time anybody's ever suggested Cuvée-ing a Coors Light, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> Oh, look, here's the email from El Segundo who are threatening us for stealing their recipe. Yeah. Oh, they'd be so bummed out. Uh, I'm trying to think of what you would cuvee Coors Light with. So can I tell you the gross one I did in college while you think? Hell Uh, yes. uh, Rolling Rock and Green Kool-Aid Jammer. How many in were you? Uh, I don't not enough to excuse it, no matter how many it was. So was it I have to go down this this line of questioning mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So was it like the crystal light thing where you squeezed it in there? Or no, the the jammer, the, the little plastic, plastic squeezy bottle. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, that was not good. Oh boy. Yeah. That was at the time what? that like my roommate was exclusively drinking like Malibu and Sprite. Or UV blue and probably also Sprite. (laughs) Just a time of mixing root beer and 151. Just mixing whatever's at hand. That is a college classic. Yeah. That's the same uh, roommate that had two cans of Sparks the night before graduation. And then had a very lethargic morning of graduation. I, yeah. Yeah. I, wow. He, hmm. <laughs> I'm not making words anymore. That's just <laughs> holy yeah. shit. There's a commitment. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. That that is a lot. So it was green apple and rolling rock. It might have been lime. And I think that's where my thinking was. Was like, oh, like lime oh, wasn't okay. here. <clears throat> <laughs> and God knows I haven't seen a produce section in five years. Right, yeah. <clears throat> So, hmm, that sounds, yeah, well, you know what? Because that's kind of the direction I was going in. I was like, well, if you put, like, some lemonade in there, it's probably, like, the, the okay. Natter Days gimmick, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a shandy. Sure. Yeah. So we, we've got the wrestling uh-huh. podcast guys on here. We've got the genre film festival guy on here. <laughs> what, what, are, what are our favorite uh, crossover wrestling actors? Ooh. Hmm. I'm going with the OG. It's it's Roddy Piper. Yeah. See, I forgot about Roddy Piper because I I really they live is so fucking good. Right. Yeah. And here's the, uh, Piper made a handful of movies. I didn't see the last one he did, the the kind of Christiany one. Um. But he made a lot of movies, and outside of They Live, most of the movies he made were absolute dog shit. <laughs> You but know, I will he had tell you such this. a good turn on It's Always Sunny. Yes. Yeah. But the thing is, you can't take your eyes off Roddy Piper 
if he's on the screen, regardless of how bad the movie is, he's doing his damnedest to make it entertaining. Yeah. So that that's why I vote Roddy Piper. I have to agree because, like, aside from like The Rock and Batista, who have become like bona fide movie stars, didn't even have to like don't even think of him as wrestling anymore. You got what, Mister Nanny? Was that the Hulk Hogan one? Yeah, Hulk Hogan's Mister Nanny. Yeah, Suburban and, Commando was another yeah. Hogan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Triple H's chaperone. His turn is uh, himself in Gremlins too. <laughs> the best thing he did. Yeah. Santa with muscles. Anybody? Yeah. Santa with muscles. Yeah. Thunder in Paradise. Yeah. Oh, this is just so. None of us have IMDb open. This is just no. us running down Terry Bollea's IMDb page off the top of our heads, <laughs> which is so much worse than <laughs> taking the time to open that. That I mean, one that, where he watched the kids, but he wasn't a space alien. <laughs> that was Mr. Nanny. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Come on, stick with us. So, I don't listen Commando, when you talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> Suburban Commando is interesting because you had not one but two wrestlers in that one. That's right. The Undertaker with that weird high voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that far off from his real voice. Um, <laughs> Randy Savage had a cameo in, uh, was it the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? Yeah. Bonesaw yeah. is ready. Bonesaw. <laughs> Bonesaw. <laughs> yeah. I take it back. He's my favorite. Um, (laughs) You know what? I'm going to... Oh, go ahead, James. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm jumping in. Uh, He he was massive in that movie, as in just he had like veins popping out of his forehead as well. I mean, it's probably towards the end of, uh, sadly, his his presence with us, isn't it? He he was massive in that movie. Yeah. Raids will do that, man. I was going to say this. (laughs) In, inside five years later, his heart popped like a grape. So I'm pretty sure yeah. there's cause and effect there. I love the yeah. guy, but oof, the bigger he got, the scarier it was. Yeah. Um, so I would say, if you ask me this in another year, John Cena is going mm. to be my favorite wrestling actor. Yeah, his his uh, blockers uh, was a lot of fun. It was fun to see a, a big man butt chug beer. <laughs> He was the best part of that Amy Schumer movie. Yeah. Truth. I I don't know. I I enjoy uh, uh, the song Uptown Girl. So that part was fun. That scans. Um, Fuck off. (laughs) 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 And yeah, I I think when he does Peacemaker in Suicide Squad, that's going to be where everybody goes, oh shit, John Cena is is very funny. Yeah. and I the think red band trailer for that is amazing looking, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah. that's what that's what changed my mind on Cena. I was like, oh no, this dude is going to be a million dollar movie star in in eight months time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like like I was saying last time, I can't wait to see how they fuck that up. <laughs> Leave it to DC to to take a trailer that amazing because it's exactly what happened the last time they made a Suicide Squad movie. Amazing trailer, dog shit movie. But uh, I, I, I trust uh, James Gunn to, to do well with it. James Gunn has not made a bad movie yet. We talked about this yeah. last time, I think. No, we did. Um, but and, we didn't really touch on Slither at all. Can we Slither's talk for great. a fucking second about how good Slither is? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great. That was one second about how great Slither is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll even stand by Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo is a fun little movie. James Gunn. James Gunn did Scooby-Doo. 
Like yeah, the Matt, uh, what, what's he, he called? Matthew the Lillard. Ma- yeah, thank yeah. you, Matthew Lillard. Yep. Holy <laughs> posers die, Bob. <laughs> didn't he do both Scooby Doo movies? I think he wrote both of them. Yeah. Okay. And wow. Tromeo and Juliet, maybe yeah, the really? best trauma movie. Yep. Uh, James I, I really enjoy The Rock. By the way, that, that's my my <laughs> actor guy. <laughs> rock is good. Like I, I I like the the Doom movie a lot. It has nothing to do with the game, but uh, it's kind of like Event Horizon. It is kind of in that wheelhouse. It's like an act, a more actiony Event Horizon. Yeah, I this can't has stop. Kenneth enjoys the Rock Corner. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously cannot stop calling him Rock the Dwayne Johnson now. <laughs> I can't stop doing it. Danhausen has ruined me. Yeah. He has rocked the Dwayne Johnson forever for me. I can tell you much to say son of a bitch Hausen now for the exact yeah. same reason. Uh-huh. Everything Hausen. <laughs> I'm hearing that rock the boat song, you know, the rock the boat, rock the Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> rock the Dwayne, rock the Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> yeah. If anybody gets the chance, check out on YouTube. Um, Danhausen's review of Rock the Dwayne Johnson's tequila. <laughs> he does enjoy him that spicy water. <laughs> I do kind of miss him being Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, yeah. When did that fall <laughs> off finally? Was that Oh. I'm was to remember. that Fast and Furriest? It was probably around that time, yeah. Maybe it was oh, well, I don't know in the in it, in the Tooth Fairy, was he still just The Rock? Probably. I think so. Because yeah. that's a WWE movie, if I remember right, isn't I it? I think so, yeah. Um, yeah. Which, so w- straight WWE bangers, movies. all of them. Yeah. I, uh, uh, McKenneth, are you familiar with the, that <laughs> slate of classics? Uh, which was, which ones? The, the WWE movies? I am not. Like, what is it, 10 rounds? Or... <laughs> 12 rounds. Uh, 12 rounds. 12 rounds? The Marine. The Marine 2. The Marine 3. <laughs> the Marine 4. The Marine five, 17. 19. Six. 37. 48. See No Evil. Yeah. See No Evil 2 was actually kind of good. Um, but yeah, the, the Marine movies are my personal favorite because I think it's the biggest downgrade in franchise history. Um, because the first one starred... <laughs> Star Jern Cerner. Um, <laughs> and the second one was The Miz. Mm-hmm. Mike Mizanin, you may remember from The Real World. No? Do you remember The Miz? Uh, no, that one does not ring a bell. Mike Mizanin from The Real World? <laughs> he was on with Carl. He was a little bit racist because he was Midwestern and young. Sorry, guys. I, I, I am on the rocks. IMDb page, <laughs> and, and and it looks like the last time he was uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson was in the game plan. What? Help me understand. Uh, can you catch me up on which one the game plan was? That was a Disney movie where he was an NFL quarterback living the bachelor lifestyle, and he discovered that he has an eight-year-old daughter from a previous relationship. Vaguely remember that. 2007. Is that the one where on the poster the daughter is wearing the football uniform? 
no, she is wearing a uh, uh, a, a ballet outfit, and he is wearing a, a football uniform and holding uh, what appears to be an English bulldog. <laughs> ah, so I, I'm interested to know what the through line is for characters in tutus on WWE films posters. Do can. Can we ask the research department to check that out and give me a number? <laughs> I, I will uh, look into it right now. One second. How do you spell okay. WWE? Wobble you, wobble you. WWE, we don't give an F. Yeah. Get the F out. Oh, that's what it was. Get the F out. God. We watched some <laughs> dumb shit, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it's uh, to make this an evergreen show. This is WrestleMania weekend 2021. Um, and uh, it, it's become kind of a, a tradition over years that, that we get together, drink beer and watch independent wrestling because that's that's the most fun part of the we- weekend. It's the reason for the season. You kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of like going to, you know, the bug jar and seeing a band before they blow up. This is like the weekend. Everybody shows up. They do their best work. And then eight months later, they're wrestling a cartoon giraffe on Monday Night Raw and losing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so this is kind of like everybody's time to shine. And, and that's kind of what, what the best part of wrestling is. I mean, where else but WrestleMania weekend would you see the Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan? His murderous twin brother. Right. Uh, I, bad news, guys. So far, I, I'm only seeing the one two two. <laughs> Look up Mr. Nanny. Uh, yeah, the Hulk so Mr. Hogan, Nanny. Mr. Nanny. <laughs> oh no, I know about that one for sure. Oh, yeah. But uh, WWE right. Studios. Uh, I don't know what's more shocking: the lack of two twos or the fact that they produced 91 movies already. Yeah. Yeah, the movie house is a juggernaut. They've been <laughs> got their fingers in uh, the Hollywood pie and then some, don't they? Um, uh, apparently, it's very unfortunate. <laughs> they made Jingle all the way two. Yeah, starring yeah. was it Santino Morella? It may have been uh, Larry the one? Cable Guy's on the poster. Yep, <laughs> I want to say it's Larry the Cable Guy and Santino Morella, the all-time greatest Intercontinental Champion, Larry yes. the Cable Guy. It wouldn't Lawrence surprise Cableman. me. <laughs> Lawrence Cableman. <laughs> Santino Morella, yeah, that was of, that, that was a name that you said, right? Yeah, because yeah. I was I was reading, so I could only half listen. Thanks for coming to the show tonight, my <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I was already at a disadvantage with my wrestling knowledge of like three years. So uh, Santino was a guy that got famous for wearing a green tube sock on his hand, kind of painted up like a a snake. Kind of stealing McFoley's whole sock bit wholesale. Uh, yeah, that was that was his claim to fame. I mean, it's Wait. at least better than I. I'm wearing a towel, and my last name rhymes with penis. Yeah, he's a real piece of work now. He is. I'll yeah, take your he, word for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that there are many people that have advocated maybe they should have just chopped his penis off at that point, <laughs> and it maybe would have helped us in the long run. Um. Hmm, is he a flat earther? I feel like he's a flat earther. He's definitely like a like an anti maxer vaccine skeptic. 
So probably. Yeah. But he's also like super into weed. Which I think is just like the definition of a libertarian. So Yes. Yeah. Republican but likes weed. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's something. He's a real asshole. <laughs> so I, I, I was taking a minute and, to think about that, and it's like, oh yeah, that tracks because my friend Jack is a libertarian, <laughs> <laughs> loves guns and and weed, guns and weed. Yeah, it's, it's Bakersfield, California has got to be the the libertarian central. Um, so. Because you mentioned a couple times being aware of some gimmick characters. Uh, sure. And we have a bit that we haven't done on our show yet. Um, but I found out, if you want the full story, keep an eye out for when we post ours. It involves a friend of mine who is obsessed with 19th century Russian literature and throwing dinner parties. And how those two kind of come together for me to learn my awful superpower of being able to name wrestlers based on random gimmicks people give me. Um <laughs> So here, I'm going to put you and I think James on the spot, and maybe Matt on some of them. Uh, I'm going to give you three wrestlers. Two are real, one is fake. Okay. So it's up to you to give me the fake wrestler. All right. I can't. I try to put them in. Try to put them into like categories that would be relevant for tonight. Um, I thought so for a second you were going to say alphabetical order, and I was going to fall out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't put that much effort in there. Um, so, McKenna, since I know you're a fan of, of scary stories and spooky things, yep. we have three spooky horror-based characters. Okay. So your first one, his name is Seven. Uh, he looks like, you remember the movie Powder? Yes. He looks like powder, but in like the Undertaker's robes and hat. He has a pale horse. He can seemingly possess children. And he never had an actual match. He just had spooky <laughs> promos that turned children's eyes black. He's like that, that guy that showed up and burst through the wall in a, a, a bedazzled stormtrooper helmet. Yes. Shock trooper. Very similar. Yeah. Yeah. He is here to shock the world. <laughs> he fluffed that on his fucking ass. <laughs> it's my favorite, favorite thing. That, that, that clip has shown up like four oh. times in the last stream on the left. It's the best. <laughs> Poor Uncle Fred. Yeah. Okay, sorry, right. who's next? So you got seven. Then you have the Dream Warrior. Uh, he came out in a red and green striped singlet and a fedora with like khaki kind of shorts. Obviously like a Freddy Krueger rip, but not specifically Freddy Krueger. Uh, he had a single leather glove that he would wear. Uh, and his finishing move was a heart punch that he called the wake-up call. So that's your second potential uh, guy. Your last one is Leatherface. Uh, you know Leatherface? Yeah. Yeah, him. <laughs> so there are your three choices. <laughs> there are your three um, choices. Seven, well, Leatherface, uh, or the Dream Warrior. I don't know. I, I know that Leatherface has shown up in a, a Mortal Kombat. Um, I'm not sure about wrestling. Thank that you wouldn't surprise me, though, like to promote a new movie. Because um, they make a lot of those. Um, Movies are specifically Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. <laughs> <Feels like> a, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, 
can, can we pause one moment and just say, I love how you said Mortal Kombat a minute yeah. ago. All one word, like my dad. I, 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 I did that on purpose for comedic effect. <laughs> say, what do you say, say Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. Or Godzilla. Godzilla. Game of Thrones. Ermacurd, Gerberthurns. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that uh, I, I think seven was the made up one. Okay. James, do you have a, an idea? I'm going to go with your fedora wearing second guy. Okay. The Dream Warrior? Yeah. Matt, do you know this one? To make it interesting, I'm going to go with Leatherface. Uh, the correct answer, the guy I made up, is the Dream Warrior. Who's Leatherface <laughs> uh, did wrestle in Japanese deathmatch wrestling, as did Freddy Krueger. So he just showed up. Uh, and seven did exist. James, Freddy. Fred, I was just going to say, Freddy Krueger, also in a Mortal Kombat. There you go. See? So you're on the right track, it turns out. Uh, seven, James, just for the record, played by the one and only Dustin Rhodes. <gasps> uh, that's right yeah because came out and said how terrible the gimmick was for a slight digression of wrestling nerdism here <laughs> uh dustin rhodes was involved in a match with the dark order seven and mm-hmm. that was the contextual uh join to that wasn't it yeah yeah came out and said how terrible of an idea it was which he wasn't wrong yeah um all right this one i tried to put together uh three guys who are related to like entertainment properties. Uh, so our first is named Beaver Cleavage. <laughs> it's uh, a leave it to Beaver parody. Uh, it's a weird kind of incest angle where his mom is played by his girlfriend and they play that up. So Beaver Cleavage is your first uh, option here. Uh, we've got Three Count, which is a boy band made up of Evan, Shannon, and Shane, uh, who had a song called Can't Get You Out of My Heart, and would come out and do choreographed dance. So, you know, I feel like I could I could uh, Google Beaver Cleavage, but I don't think the responses <laughs> would be helpful. No. <laughs> I mean, it would make my night more interesting. (laughs) There'd be some real funny photoshops, too. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna stumble into some real specific Nicktoons fan fiction. (laughs) It's uh, like community. I better not discover anything about myself right now. (laughs) Uh, So you got Beaver Cleavage, you got Three Count the Boy Band, your last one... Morton the Mouth Marconi. He's a shock jock character, very kind of Howard Stern, Attitude Era type of guy. Uh, he would come out with what he called the zoo, which was like a whack pack. And he would get um, like local performers to come out and be his like morning zoo crew and be wacky outside the ring. So those are your three choices. Beaver Cleavage, Three Count, or Morton the Mouth Marconi. I'm going to go with uh, with Three Count. James, what are you thinking? I'm going to go Martin the Mouth Marconi. Matt, you know this one? I'm going to abstain because I know this one. Yeah. Uh, James, two for two. Martin the Mouth Marconi, I just made up. Uh, Three Count was real. Uh, Their song had a rap interlude that went, 
Just one look was all it took. Your eyes met mine, and I was hooked. Now I think about you all the time. For now, forever, gotta make you mine. Go find the videos of this stuff. This is well oh, yeah. worth your time. Yeah. <laughs> See, were... my, my, thinking, my thinking was, like, you know, the, these guys, he's not going to find, like, local guys. He's got a stable of guys that, that travel around with him, so... I fucked myself on that one. <laughs> so there, there have been uh, people who come out with entourages. That's a mix of people that they have all the time, and then some local weirdos or whatever. Usually, local talent is what they pull out. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not doing very well. <laughs> okay. Here's, one, here's your your redemption one. We have one more, and this is the riskiest one. Um, this is a category I call Southern or English. We have two transplants. Oh <laughs> hey, listen, this show has denigrated English uh, people enough. I, you know, I, as a newly found American, I, I, I will need to embrace my English heritage. I, I know. I realize the danger in this, in me making up one of these characters. Go, um, go deep fry a hamburger, James. Come on. <laughs> before we jump in i I would like to to clarify one thing that beaver cleavage that beaver was actually his nickname Mm. and he had a first name see i i I did google beaver cleavage (laughs) 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 and the first thing that popped up was it actually auto-completed to beaver cleavage breaks character so Mm. that 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 one clued me out do, he becomes Chaz. Is he Charles he Beaver Cleavage? <clears throat> Harry. Oh. Oh. He was Headbanger Mosh. And then Did you say Harry? Harry Cleavage? <laughs> Sorry. Terrible joke. No, that yeah, was... Yeah. Yeah, put yeah, put that's it what all he together and then vomit for three days. Yeah. <laughs> there, that, there's nothing wrong with Harry Beaver Cleavage, guys. <laughs> there it's it is. perfectly Thank natural. You. Yeah. <laughs> that that character gets very dark very fast. <laughs> I, would, yeah. I would avoid what happens when Beaver Cleavage breaks uh, breaks character. See, I'm I'm sorry, Matt, but the, the the podcast hasn't been horny in a while, so like, <laughs> and what better time for last than time? <laughs> coming into uh, oh god. Moving on, English coming or Southern to Harry Beaver Cleavage. <laughs> All right, so I got four for this round. <laughs> oh, we lost the cat. <laughs> the saddest part is I popped myself. <laughs> and that's what she said. Yes. All right, round, round three. All right. So I have four this time. Still one is made up. Uh, we have a character named Freddie Joe Floyd. He's from Bowlegs, Oklahoma, and he's just kind of a country bumpkin, specifically made to kind of make fun of Southern people. And that's all I have for him. He lost every match but one. Uh, we got Colonel Robert Parker, who's like uh, Elvis is Colonel Parker, Tennessee accent, big like <laughs> cigar, white suit, bolo tie, um, that type of thing. Those two are quick. Our British, potentially English characters, Septimus Chambers Belvoir, and he's very snooty, upper crust. He's from Tittenhurst Park, Sunning Hill, Polo Mallet, uh, Champagne Bottle, 
Uh, and his finisher is the NOCDDT, which I had to look up. NOCD is like a super posh term for not our class deer. Like, oh, don't worry about him. He's NOCD. And that was his finisher. And your last one, Earl Robert Eaton. Uh, he's originally from Alabama, but he's, according to my notes, Eliza Doolittled. He's brought in by some very upper crust British folk and becomes a member of the Blue Bloods and has a butler named Jeeves. Hmm. So those are your four potential. One is fake. See, they all sound plausible to me. Um, I, I'm going to go with the that, game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with that last one. Earl Robert Eaton. Yeah. The Eliza Doolittle Alabamian. James, what are you thinking? I'm going to go with your third guy, the NOC deed. And Matt, you know this one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, James, three for three. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Earl Robert Eaton, formerly known as just Bobby Eaton. Beautiful Alabama. Bobby Eaton. Beautiful Bobby Eaton. Uh, Freddie Joe Floyd from Bowlegs, Oklahoma, to make fun of the Briscoe brothers, who are also from Bowlegs, Oklahoma. So, yeah, it was uh, Septimus Chambers Belvoir, our kind of amalgamation of other posh characters that I put together. See, here's the thing, and this is the tip-off. McKenneth, you'll, you'll get this. It, this is the first time meeting Josh. There was such an amount of research and detail to that that I knew he was full of shit. <laughs> right. and as, a, as an English person, once upon a time at least, um, the closest abbreviations that I've ever experienced is, uh, I'm going to steal your car. Oh, There's yeah. none of this NOCD. <laughs> See the the, was... the French name on the, uh, the English mm-hmm. person. It, it it did give me pause, <laughs> but uh, stranger things have happened. So, I mean, we did have Hunter Hearst Helmsley, and that was kind of the gimmick he was going for. Yeah. So. That's true. The only English person with a French name is Jacques Fuckett. <laughs> <laughs> is that a real person? <laughs> it absolutely is. You'll have to find out when I quiz you in the same manner. <laughs> <laughs> Um, not to hijack your gents show, by the way. Um, it, it's worth a shout out to a couple breweries uh, and wrestlers that straddle the beer world, right? Uh, you know, Steve Austin has done this uh, El Segundo partnership, but haven't haven't you just forayed into something with a brewery in Dallas, Matt? And again, I, I forgive me, I don't mean to hijack your show, but yeah. there's there's actually quite a bit of crossover between beer and the wonderful world of wrestling. So well, yeah. There's a very storied tradition of, of guests hij- hijacking our show chains. <laughs> That's true. I may have formerly been one of them, it, right? It, it usually happens on their second appearance, too, which is interesting. I, well, I think there that's the consistency. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Turning Point, I believe it's called in, uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, did a bunch of wrestling-themed beers, um, one of which called Kayfabe. The other one was... Like Cold Stone something, if I remember right, it's on the website. I, I I don't remember what it was, but yeah, they're they're doing some some wrestling related stuff. They had a, a a wrestling related event the other day where it was a bunch of guys dressing up like their favorite wrestlers. Um, yeah, so they're out there. Um, 
the the good people of Pilger Raw Brewing in mm-hmm. uh, in Pennsylvania. That's Tony Deppin's mm. um, brewery that he's just opening soon. Um, Tony Deppin, who is making it, you know, pretty big right now. Just I think he's signing with Ring of Honor if he's not there mm-hmm. already. Um, Casanova Valentine, our good friend from Deathwish fame or Deathmatch <laughs> fame, um, works at Other Half. So there's a deathmatch guy that works at other half. And that's why they have death matches at their festival in Brooklyn. Art shows. They're art shows, if you please. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have to check out the Interstate Wrestling Podcast to get that reference, folks. Um so. there's a pretty neat brewery in the northwest of England as well, sort of in the Liverpool area called Top Rope Brewing Company, who do a slew of uh wrestling themed beers. Uh there is a Stone Cold Steve Austin Pale Ale, which looks tremendous. I believe it's a, a Pale Ale. <clears throat> I would like to try that. Once upon a time, I thought about doing a wrestling theme brewery, and then like that became hard work. So that's why I started <laughs> doing podcasts. Because that, you can just sit around and talk shit with your friends. And incidentally, as well, where you touch on uh, one of our heroes to keep giving the wrestling fame a shout, uh, Mick Foley. There's a there's a brewery in the northeast in in the northeast of England that um, as a result of Mick Foley being over in England and becoming a, a Sheffield football soccer, excuse me, folks, I'm sorry, <laughs> football fan. Um, it, it, it's football. <laughs> it, it's the game where you actually touch the ball with your fucking foot. Okay. So, oh, I mean, happy sack. I forgive all your <laughs> fuck off, Josh. I... McKenneth, I forgive all your previous transgressions. It is the game played with a ball using your fucking feet and not an egg with your hands. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I've just stirred up about nine million people, and I. Um... It's but okay. Is... Only about eighty listen. <laughs> Most are in India, so you're fine. <laughs> They also call it football because <laughs> they're fucking right. Right. <laughs> oh, be still my beating heart. Um, yeah, there's a brewery in the Northeast that as a result of Mick Foley uh, spending some time on tour over there, went to a Sheffield, I forget whether it was United or Wednesday uh, football match um, and became a fan. And there is a Milk Foley Stout reporter available in England as well. There's uh there's some uh, there's some crossover here. There's some crossover here, gents. There's there's really nothing more fun than drinking beer and watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. I'm Ben Kissel. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, I, 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 I only got into uh, hand oblate spheroid. Uh, this this past season, so um, you know, uh, yeah, football is it's played with a, a a white and black ball. This guy getting into football, Bills do so well all year that the hoodie shows up in the mail. He puts it on. <laughs> Literally, it was that game that everything turned around. They're out of the playoffs in 15 fucking minutes. <laughs> you know, what What you going to do? I, I, it, it's like my Red Sox fandom where, like, it, they they win just fine as long as I'm not watching. Although yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going on this season. They're, uh, they, they lost three in a row, and uh, I think they won their first game uh, 
last night or the night before. It's oh, so shame. There's only the a, another season. 155 games to go then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my friend Brian. <laughs> my friend Brian is also a Red Sox fan, and he's he's still hopeful for that 159 and three record. <laughs> uh, I have a good friend, a a, a trusted confidant, a, a brother from another mother. Uh, you, you know, I, I I try to protect the guilty. Um, li- you know, lives in the sort of you know Greater New York State area. Uh, embrace Tottenham fucking Hotspur as a football club. <laughs> we'll, we'll deal with that offline. Prick that guy is. It's me, okay. Uh, it was me, Austin. <laughs> hey, and you know what? I got I I, I got what I deserved. They hired the wasn't he did didn't he do some time in Man- Manchester? Your my my oh. on the red side, <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> That's I'm not even same. going to attempt anyway. to guess which one is the correct one. <laughs> How about say both, and then Matt can edit it so that you say the right thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. um, yeah no, he fuck won't. Manchester United. Okay, and now the second one. Fuck Manchester City. Here you go. Um, ready, ready for this? Watch the video, boys. There's no discernible difference. They're both the same. It's whatever. Who cares? Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow! Is See now the get- initial, the initial reaction. I could have done some interesting things with Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> that job was on the floor. <laughs> uh, Matt, doesn't know what to say. I suck the air out of him. Look at him. I love you, man. You can go fucking die. <laughs> This is the exact reaction I knew I was going to get, and I was so happy it happened. There is only one side of Manchester, and you fucks know it. That's true. That's yes, true. It's when Kevin Smith, uh, anytime Manchester is mentioned, just goes, Manchester, England, England. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets sorry, supposed to say it. That's sorry, that, that and Oasis, and uh, uh, I guess Joy Division. You have a remarkable way, McKenneth, of like redeeming yourself right at the finish line. <laughs> I was like, oh, Liam, oh yeah, okay, in Curtis, yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, <laughs> well, fellas, I think it, it's getting it, to is, be. Is it time to cash in the tab? I feel like it might be. That's that's sad. This was so much fun. This has been a, 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 a oodles. Oodles of noodles of fun. <laughs> and, y- and y'all are welcome back any old time. Come on nice. back now, you hear? Surely we um, will. Well, this is the point in the show where we invite our special guests, the Interstate Wrestling Podcast, to, to plug all of the things that they want to plug. So we are... Do, do, do you want some music to go with it? Sure. Ooh. There it is. That's like a, a dream to come out to this particular oh. song. Uh, so we're every other Saturday of the month. We have two shows coming out this weekend for WrestleMania weekend. Uh, one just kind of running down the car, talking about what to look out for over WrestleMania week. The second being joined by uh, Matt to talk about some kind of WrestleMania knowledge and some dream matches that we might have. So keep an eye out for that. Um, they're super fun to record, super fun to listen back to. Uh, on Twitter, 
We're at IS WrestlePod or ISW. No, I was right. On Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> we're at IS Thank God we don't drink on our show, Josh. Yeah, right. <laughs> ISW WrestlePod. <laughs> the second W is optional. <laughs> How do you spell guys. WWE? <laughs> That's greener than goose shit, these guys. Oh, man. That's how you say we've had a few drinks. We're the IS WrestlePod. At IS WrestlePod on Twitter. I'm at ISWP Mordecai on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Yeah, we uh, have really wanted to be sort of just an exploration of being fans of wrestling and hopefully folks that check us out that may be wrestling fans. Enjoy the sort of ride we're on. We're full of gimmicks. We're full of laughs, uh, which is a really carny way of saying it, isn't it? But <laughs> it's um, it's a real just nerd dive into loving loving wrestling for what it is, which comes full point to your uh, to your statement, uh, Blue, about you know it is a stunt show soap opera, <laughs> and we love it to death. Yeah, and I, I, I have listened to all of the episodes you've released. I've enjoyed them immensely. I, I don't just say that because you're our uh, Lunch Door Podcast Network siblings. Um, you know, you're one of like, I don't know, 10 or 11 podcasts that I listen to. And as soon as your shit comes out, I listen to it. So, Thank you. It's awesome. Thank you. Same. Yeah, I we look are forward a- to Saturday mornings. We are super appreciative of the uh, of the Lunchador support and uh, being part of this family. It, it it means a lot, and it's uh, it's huge for us to be uh, to be on this network. So, uh, uh, thank you uh, for that support. We love you guys. Yeah, so happy you could come and hang out tonight. Yeah, and give McKenneth a taste of his own medicine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's a. Bitter pill. Um, <laughs> That's a so, very good Vince McMahon, by the way. Yeah. Why yeah, you gotta oh, really? hold that to an hour and a half in? Shit, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> our socials are uh, at Beer Review JNL on Twitter and at Beer Review Journal on Instagram. Uh, he's at Dreaded Matt. I'm at McKenneth Blue on both of those. Uh, thanks as always to Erling for the use of their song. I feel good as the intro and outro of our show until they make their kid wait six hours for, for beans, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, and then we'll go to something else. We'll have to. Uh, McKenneth is more musical than me, so maybe he'll figure out like the Rugrats theme song or something to put on there. <laughs> I, I guess. What What do we want to say here? Drink beer, watch wrestling. Yes. Yeah. Try everything. From From all of us here at the Beer Review Journal, try everything, even death matches. I'm an important British actor. This has been a presentation of the Lunchador Podcast Network. We hope you have enjoyed. Cheerio!